The Power Moms Network, empowering moms to lift the world. Hey, thanks for joining me today for episode number 86 of Podcasting Your Brand. I'm your host, producer Jemmy, providing learning lessons for you to podcast your brand. And today I'm going to be giving my next podcasting 101 topic, setting the table for your sponsorship sales. And this episode is brought to you by my own brand, Flintstone Media. Listen in and let's do this first, starting with one of my social media tips. Hey, it's producer Jemmy here. When's the last time you played Monopoly? or had a Coke, or eat some M&M's. I guess it doesn't really matter. <laughs> However, when I dropped those names, you immediately thought of their logos. I bet you did. And that leads me to my tip for you today, because if you're podcasting your brand, not only do you need to be consistent, because consistency is key, not only do you need to be consistent in your podcasting, but also in your branding, okay? So let's talk about that for a minute. The branding of your podcast needs to be consistent everywhere. That means the way that you present it in the show art and on the podcast platforms needs to match the way that it shows up on social media, the way that it shows up on the website, on YouTube, all the things, the business card for whatever you have, your media kit anything the branding needs to stay consistent the reason that is true is because the more consistent and recognizable a brand is the more valuable it is so if your intention is to monetize your podcast you have to be consistent in your branding if you want an example of this shout out to johnny pika and the entire crew over at back of the zero bots network go check them out they are phenomenal at consistent branding and then come back here every day podcastingyourbrand.com for more free tips this week we're focusing on monetization i'm bridget jenny So be sure that you're following me on social media. That's everywhere, pretty much. That's threads, TikTok, Instagram, YouTube. Just follow me. (laughs) You can find me usually as either the business name, Flintstone Media, or my name, producer Jemmy, J-A-I-M-E. Connect with me there and you'll get all of my tips and you'll get them first. And also, I want to let you know about a way that you can interact with me in a live sense. And so that is one of my workshops. If you have a podcast that's just not working for you, something's not right, it's not growing, you're facing hurdles, you're facing roadblocks then go to toppodcastworkshop.com. You'll be able to work with me in a small group setting to take your show from failed and not great (laughs) to fixed and fabulous. And shout out to Tia and Val who joined me on the last one. We had such a great time and I think I've made a difference. So let me make a difference for you. Go to toppodcastworkshop.com and sign up for my next workshop. All right, now let's get on to today's lesson. So when you are ready to present yourself to potential sponsors, what's the best way to represent yourself? There's a way that you have to do that. You have to prepare and make sure that you are ready to go when those sponsors are come a knock in. So beyond the media kit, which we talked about on the last episode with the wonderful John J. Wiley, go check it out, episode 85, if you've missed it. We talked about the media kit, but there is so much more that you need to have ready in order to nail down those sponsors. So what is it? You have to properly set the table and then also have a process to walk these potential sponsors through. So let's talk now about setting the table 
for your potential sponsors. And I'm not talking about your numbers. Maybe we'll get into that into the next episode. But today is talk about what you need to be able to give them. So back in March, I gave a social media tip all about something that is really critical when trying to nail down sales for your sponsors. You have to set the table for them. So what do I mean by setting the table for them? Let me use a metaphor, okay? Imagine you are slated to host Thanksgiving dinner this year. I know the sweats are probably already happening, even just the thought of it. (laughs) But there's certain steps you need to make in order to make sure that your Thanksgiving dinner is a success. First of all, you have to let people know that it's happening and what time it's happening, right? So you have to give them that basic info. Then you have to lay down the details. Number two, laying down the details for those who are interested in coming. Maybe even exchange notes on any potential food allergies. See what maybe you want them to bring. You know, if they should bring some bottles of champagne or wine or a side dish or whatnot. Uh, Is there an expectation that they bring something to the dinner? So what notes do you need to have? What details do you need to exchange? Ooh, here's one. How many people are they bringing? That's also an important detail to know. Is it just going to be them or are they bringing their whole entire gang? (laughs) You need to know that in order to have success. That's the second one, laying down the details between you and your guests. A third thing is once you now have those details, it's setting a place for each person and arranging them so that you minimize the drama, right? You don't sit people next to each other that you know just don't get along. (laughs) So that's number three is setting a place for each person. And number four, you have to prepare and serve the food. You have to make sure that the food meets expectations, right? That it there's the promised turkey and a nice variety of sides and everything tastes good. And maybe there's some great desserts and some alcoholic beverages for people to imbibe on. But if you do all of that, if you tell people when it is happening, if you tell people what to expect, if they need to bring anything, if they tell you how many people are going to be and you set the table properly and you have all the food ready and everything goes all well, guess what happens? They have a great time. It was a great experience for them. And that's what I want you to take away from that metaphor most importantly. It's about creating an experience and the success of that experience that's going to make them want to keep coming back more and more over and over and over again to continue to be your sponsor starts with how you set the table. Okay? So how do you set the table for your potential sponsors? What the heck do I mean by that? Well, first... It goes back to Thanksgiving dinner. You have to create the opportunity, right? You have to let them know that your show exists. (laughs) So go back to episode 35. This is one of those episodes that I'm going to constantly hammer at, that if you haven't done the exercise to examine your ecosystem, to find all the opportunities for growth in your show, for monetization and partnership and blah, 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 blah. I keep coming back to that episode because that exercise is crazy critically important. So if you haven't done it, go back to episode 35 and examine your ecosystem because that's what you have to do first. Imagine when you're thinking about Thanksgiving dinner, the first thing you think about is who should I invite, right? Same thing. That 
episode is going to walk you through the exercise of thinking through all the possible people (laughs) who could be invited to sit at the table. Okay, so that's the first thing. You have to examine your ecosystem for opportunities. Then you also need to set the table for those opportunities. So that could be setting up certain segments in your show. For example, is there an extra like short value segment that you can add onto the end? Maybe that a sponsor can, can sponsor in the future. It doesn't have to be the end. Maybe it's in the beginning. Maybe it's right before your guest. Did you do something gamify like a trivia question? Just something that is set aside that is just ripe for a sponsorship. Think back to like listening to the radio in the car and you'd have today's traffic report is sponsored by blah, 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 blammo, blammo made, makes logs. <laughs> if you know that reference, we're friends. <laughs> but anyways, so think about that. Blammo sponsored by fake traffic report. So having those segments, whatever it is in your show that you can make a segment out of, something short, something that you can gamify as a trivia, something that encourages audience engagement. So maybe it's like your mailbag segment or something of that nature where you go and you pull a comment from social media or a question somebody sent into you from your email, whatever that is. Like if there's something small that can be sponsored, That's beautiful, right? Create those opportunities already within the episode for people to sponsor your show, setting all the different options. Also, by your theme, you can focus in on a very specific key area of your subject matter and then find a potential sponsor again, because you've examined your ecosystem, find a potential sponsor, a partner who is really dialed in and hyper-focused on that one area. So as an example... Let's say that you have a show on parenting and there's a segment now that you've set up that always addresses some sort of financial element of parenting, um, allowance or teaching your kids how to balance their checkbook or when, how old your kids should be when they get their first debit card or whatever, right? All those different things. You could have a little segment that speaks on finances and then you find somebody who is a financial advisor, and they tend to maybe work with families as one of their target audiences, then boom, they're a perfect partner for you. Your audience is perfect for them. This is getting a little bit into what I'm going to talk about next episode, whatever. Your audience is perfect for them. And so there you go. So now you have a segment that's just ripe to say, hey, person who addresses this topic, come and be a content contributor once a month And do this segment and take it over. And it's a beautiful opportunity for that partner to get extra exposure over and over again to your audience of perfect potential customers again. Again, I'm getting a little bit ahead of myself, a little bit into the subject matter for next episode, but I wanted to make the point you're setting the table by creating opportunities within the context and format of your show. Okay, so that's the first thing. You have to create the opportunity. Second thing, you have to lay down the details for those who are interested. And so 
that goes back to the last episode all about the media kit. I mean, it starts there, right? You have to be able to have a media kit that explains essentially that your audience is a perfect match for their audience. So tells about the show, who who you are, um, where you've had success, the kind of topics you've had on, the kind of guests you've had on. Those kinds of things, all of in your media kit, rewind back to episode 85 now. So 35 and now 85 <laughs> for all that extra information. And all of those details that you laid down about the show that tells people what the details are. So what's happening? When's the Thanksgiving dinner? Where is it located? Right? So now you know you have to tell them about your show, the content, who your audience is. Da, da, da. That was all covered on the last episode. The next thing that you have to do though, because all of that, your media kit includes your sponsorship packages. So that brings us to that third thing on the list. You have to set a place for each person. So what I mean by that, in the Thanksgiving metaphor, it meant literally setting a place at a table and making sure you arrange people so that they get along, okay? How that translates into sponsorship packages is having different levels of packages that can be a perfect fit for different kinds of sponsors. So think through everything that you have to offer, first of all, as a potential element of your sponsorship package. And I'll be taking a very deep dive podcasting 102 level into how to build your packages, what kind of things to put together, um, how to prepare them for your potential sponsors. So your actual sponsorship packages, like the ad, if there's a social media element involved, whatever, all of that stuff is going to be on the next episode. So you want to make sure that you tune into episode 87 for that deep dive. It's going to be taking this part to the podcasting 102 level. But the bottom line is to create two to three packages so that you have a little bit of an option for people who have perhaps different budgeting needs, what have you, different exposure needs. Sometimes they may even want to start with a lower level package to build that trust and to have that traction. And then they'll go into a higher level package, but have two or three at the ready so that they can choose. Okay. And you want to have very clearly defined price points for those packages. And we're going to get into how to price your packages also on the next episode. So there's a lot of meat and potatoes just in putting your packages together, but make sure you have a, a two or three that you take advantage of as many elements of opportunity to give a potential sponsor exposure, not just in the ad, but anything else that you have going on in your branding world, your website, social media, et cetera, et cetera. And then put those together, two or three packages, varying price points, clearly defined in your media kit. Now, here's the thing, an extra little hack that may or may not apply to you, okay? I have a public-facing media kit and a private media kit. So what I do when I'm putting my media kit together is I put the media kit together. It has all the price points and everything else so I can kind of see it as a finished product. But then I strip the pricing out of it. And that stripped version is now the public version. So when you go to, for example, powermomsnetwork.com, the community kit there, you can download it, but it doesn't have the price points. Now, there's an argument to be made about having the price points there in the front at the ready, right then and there when somebody downloads it. They can immediately decide if they're in or out. For me, though, the reason I don't do it that way, again, it's your personal decision. But the reason I don't do it that way is because 
as far as we've come in podcasting and as much as, as much people know about what podcasting is, I still feel like we need to do a little bit of lifting in terms of letting them know the value and power of the podcasting space for advertising and sponsorships, the power of the consumer dollar when it comes to our listener base and those kinds of things. So I prefer to entice people. And then once I have the meeting scheduled and we're now connected, that's when I have, I present everything with the price points. That gives me the opportunity to immediately pick up on and address any objections on the price as it's happening. So that's the process that I've personally taken. Again, there's definitely an argument to be made to have the price points up front. It's just a personal decision. All right. (laughs) So like I said, I'll be diving a lot deeper into that in the next episode, episode 87, all about your packages for your sponsors and pricing them and whatnot. But that is the third thing. Now, the part about the third thing that touches on (laughs) not wanting to sit people at the Thanksgiving table who do not get along, right? This is really key. And I'll mention it here and I'll also mention it again next, next episode. But it's super key. I have something in all of my advertising clauses, a simple guarantee. It's called my no conflict policy. And my no conflict policy simply states that nobody in that sponsor's direct vertical, so a competitor of theirs, will be advertised on the same episode. So that we don't put two people who don't get along, <laughs> two competitors, on the same episode. Okay, so that's that's what that means. That's that extra point that's super important. You will lose credibility and you will severely damage, if not sever, a relationship with a sponsor if while they listen to the episode, they also hear their competitor advertise on the same episode. So as a little extra side note on that, that's another reason why personally I avoid dynamic advertising, especially when I can't fully control what's going in on my shows. But that's a whole nother discussion. (laughs) All right. Next up. You have to prepare and serve the food. So everybody's arrived. Everybody's in their place, okay? Everybody's getting ready to to have this great dinner and participate. They're excited about it, all right? But you have to be ready to serve the food. And that's that's the real critical point of this podcast episode, is what else you need besides just immediate kit. Because when you're approaching potential sponsors, when you're having that conversation with them when you're taking them through your sales cycle. Here's what you don't want to do. Get them all hot and ready and excited and then say, I'll have some information for you next week or give me a couple of days to put the contract together. And then you're scrambling to find a lawyer or a contract to put together. Don't do that. You need to have your materials ready. And that starts with a proposal. Now, you don't always necessarily need a proposal. If somebody who's a potential sponsor signs up and agrees to a package exactly as it is, there's no need for a proposal. You can jump straight to the next step of the contract. But let's say that potential sponsor wants something a little more customized, then you should put a proposal together that has that scope of work, that so the deliverables, expectations, just to make sure everybody's on the same page with that and the pricing and all that kind of stuff. So you want to have some sort of a template, even though it's going to be used for customized stuff, 
a template, like just a one page thing, you know, has your logo on it and maybe some nice fluffy language about being your partner and sponsoring the show, right? But then it has the exact package in there as it reflects your media kit. And it's just the template. And you can take that and then you just have to adjust the things that need to be adjusted per your conversation with that sponsor to make the customized package. But because you have the template already ready, you don't have to reinvent the wheel every time. So it allows for your flexibility to create a customized package, but it also allows you to save some time because you don't have to reinvent the wheel every single time. So then that takes us to the contracts. Oh, you definitely want a contract with your sponsor. Please, for the love of God, have a contract with your sponsor. You want to make sure that you are getting paid for your efforts to give them exposure, okay? And you want to make sure that they are very clear on what those deliverables are so nothing gets turned, you know, bites you in the butt later on. You don't want that. So have your contract set and ready to go. Yeah. There's a great, great podcast lawyer named Gordon Firemark. I had him on episode 77, who he talked about trademarks and copyright and everything else. But reach out to him if you need a contract about sponsorship packages. He's phenomenal. However, there's also another opportunity. If you Google podcast sponsorship packages, you're going to get a lot of results. Now, here's the caveat. You want a sponsorship package agreement that has actually been drawn up by a lawyer because they're thinking of all the things, right? But let's be real, lawyers are expensive. So if you can find a resource online where there's a contract, a sponsorship contract that looks like it's been prepared by a lawyer, then at least it gives you a good starting point as a template. Then you can take that and make adjustments to your own contract needs. But I still would then still advise you to run it by a lawyer. Okay, I'm going to say that over and over and over again. Run it by a lawyer. (laughs) And next up, you also need to have your communications at the ready. And what this means is kind of a template version of your emails. Now, here's what you don't want to do. You don't want to give a potential sponsor the feeling that they're not special, that this is just routine, that they are just a cog in your wheel. You don't want that. But you also don't want to have to reinvent the whole wheel, right? So similarly to having a proposal template, you can have an email template that just has some of the basic stuff that you'd want to say in there, some basic maybe instructional things, what you need back for them, whatever. Just those essential communications so that you can tell them what you need in order to build out their contract, if you need specific information from them to plug into the contract, whatever it is, any emails, here's the media kit, whatever kind of emails you're sending, have enough in there that you don't have to start from scratch, but leave enough room in there that you can add in things that are very specific for that potential sponsor so they feel special, so they feel recognized, so they feel that you get that there's value for their brand as a partner for you, and you're not just churning out email after email after email after email like they're a number. You don't want to give that impression, so don't give that impression. <laughs> so, all right, so we said having a proposal template. We talked about having oh, having contracts ready to go. We talked about having communications templates, email templates. So last thing I would also recommend that you have ready. And this is really, really important, especially, especially if you want to stand out. Have sample ads. 
So on my website, I have a page full of sample ads. I think it's flintstonemedia.com slash sample ads. You go on there and you see a whole bunch of ads for different people. And all of those are ones that have actually shown up in episodes. Let's say you're just starting. You don't have any sponsored ads to show as samples and examples. That is okay. Guess what you can do? Make it up. <laughs> Just make up some examples off the fly and make up a company and then make up the ad. You can even do one for your own company that you can then maybe insert into a couple episodes. You know, good advertising for your own stuff never hurts. But do that. Have some sample ad ads, even if they're completely made up. And the next level of doing that is if you're really going after someone very specific, you can even create an ad for them that ties them into as your partner for the show and saying like, this is the ad we put together. Wouldn't it be amazing to hear this on some episodes? Oh my gosh. <laughs> but you definitely want to at least have some samples that they can listen to so that it brings the opportunity to life. So that's what you need. You need to make sure that you first create the opportunity for them by having some segments or some ways for them to participate that are very clearly defined. You need to lay down the details with your sponsorship packages and your pricing. You need to also set a place for each person by having those sponsorship packages have a no conflict policy. Please do that. You also need to prepare and serve the food. So make sure that you have all of the stuff ready, your proposal, your contracts, your email templates and everything else, and your sample ads, so you're ready to go. You never want to leave them waiting when a yes is on the line, okay? You never want to do that. So hopefully with all of this, plus the last episode on the deep dive on the media kits and the next episode, which takes a deep dive on sponsorship packages and pricing, all of this is meant to set you up to have success, but it first starts with setting the table for your potential sponsors. Now let's end with one more of my social media tips. You can find them first if you're following me on social media. So find me on pretty much every platform. It's either Flintstone Media or as producer Jemmy, J-A-I-M-E. And you can also reach out to me via email if you prefer, J-A-I-M-E at flintstonemedia.com. And I'd love to hear your questions for future episodes or future social media tips. I'd also like to know if you're using this show to help grow your show. We'll put your show's show art right there on the, the podcast in your brand dot com website and the click through to your show. So it's great exposure. So let me know J-A-I-M-E at flintstonemedia.com and we'll be in touch. All right. It is producer Jemmy signing off for now. Remember, the only thing more powerful than your voice is your spirit to use it. So turn that mic on. All right. Now let's get to my other social media tip. Hey, it's producer Jemmy. Now they say in sales to always be closing. Well, I want you to be as enthusiastic about your bottom line and always be ready to be podcasting. That means if you're heading to an event, any kind of event, anything from like your high school reunion to an industry event, an award ceremony, anything, 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 a festival at your local community, 
always be ready to podcast. Now, you can do what I'm doing, which I'm going to Mom 2.0 Summit next week. So I'm bringing my entire recording outfit with me so that I can record interviews on the spot and at the ready. But even if you don't have a mobile recording system or you don't have it with you, you probably do have with you what I'm recording on right now, which is your phone. So you can use your phone to do impromptu interviews, maybe just for social media or whatever other purpose. But always be ready to podcast because at that event could be your next great interview. Come back here every day, podcastingyourbrand.com. I'm producer Jemmy. Flintstone Media has been building brands through the power of podcasting since 2014, serving as an award-winning and highly resourceful podcast production house and consultancy firm. Work with producer Jemmy, a leader in the podcast industry, and add a new podcast to your brand's content offerings. From show development and setup through recording and distribution, producer Jemmy and her team will lend their experience launching dozens of successful podcasts and producing thousands of episodes, making creating your show a simple and easy turnkey process for you. Visit FlintstoneMedia.com for podcast samples. That's FlintstoneMedia.com.